it, I mean, it's rolling. Oh, we're on live now? Well, yeah. oh, goodness, yeah. Jake. Well, welcome to. If I stare at you, <laughs> it's either I'm pooping my pants or the show started. Well, I think that would depend on, you know, sometimes there's been glass between us when we're working in radio. <laughs> the stairs mean different things. But This show is brought to you by Loud and Opinionated. Welcome to the Loud Sports Podcast. Probably our worst open. Yeah, probably. Yeah, in over a, a year now. I'm Paul Ribadu with Jake Williams. We're approaching 100. Approaching 100. And Brandon Plecker. Hey, guys. So, approaching 100, really? Oh, jeez. Uh, well, if you take out like the clips that I put up on the RS feed, RSS feed, we're still, like I don't know, maybe 8 to 10 off from that. Maybe maybe a little bit more. I would say probably a little bit more. But we're close to a hundred. We gotta do something. Maybe a three for three that you we'll, we promised. We'll like, do a deep a year dive. Ago that we never did. It's because gonna, Paul's dragging his feet. Hey, it's gonna get to be the off season. Gonna get some more deep dives going on. There's but, no off season with the XFL. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> we got spring football to recap. First game, Roughnecks, Vipers. We are still waiting for our seltzer shower. For the Vipers. I was going to, you know, and I was really annoyed about that because I have Bud Light Seltzer in my fridge. And I said, if, if they win, I'll, I'll maybe not shotgun it. Are you going to do that Nebraska football thing now where they don't crack the beers in the bar until Nebraska <laughs> wins a game? Well, my plan was to just smash just either, because I don't know about shotgunning. Because that's a mess. And I'd have to do it out in front of my apartment. And that's just a mess. So I was like, I'll at least chug it. And you know what? That'll make a funny, like, cold open for XFL foreplay this week. And they stole it from me. By the way. Yeah, just don't plan that. By the way, that game-winning touchdown was helped by a BS pass interference call. And they only got that call because June Jones whined like a little baby and said to a ref, I don't know what you're doing in this league if you can't call that pass interference. Probably should have called the pass interference when it happened. But the one after that, that was totally of... Giving them one back. And don't tell me they don't exist in sports. They do. They do. Giving them a call back totally exists in football. The Vipers were cheated. There, I said it. Well, now that you've said it. Clinton Flowers is my quarterback. <laughs> Houston stays undefeated. Last undefeated team. Look really good. Really good at the game, though. I was really impressed with the Vipers. Yep, P.J. Walker, second XFL quarterback to throw for 300 yards. He had three touchdowns all to Cam Phillips, so... Roughnecks I think somebody looking, would figure out how to guard that guy. Yeah, Roughnecks are looking what, really good. First of all, seven his, touchdowns this year. His first set touchdown was just a fluky play that you're like, how did that? Happen? Well, first of all, it was broken coverage, but the fact that PJ Walker is literally getting pulled to the ground and he just like last second just uh, throws it out and he's just sitting right there. But yeah, he has seven touchdowns. I think he had three the week before, mm-hmm. three against the Vipers, and then one in week one. So yeah, he's. Him and PJ Walker together, it is completely unfair for <laughs> any other team. Like they are both human cheat codes. It is it's crazy for that. And they're exactly why the XFL should exist. Because those two guys are very talented, and this is a great example of why they should get a second chance in the NFL. Just from what I've seen. Now, granted, talent level different from the XFL and the NFL. I understand yes. that. But still, I think the way that they, they play, I, I think 
they're good stories for why the XFL should exist at the expense of my Vipers. <laughs> <laughs> the other Texas team wins again as well. Renegades 24 to 12 over my Dragons. But Are you sticking with that? It's so far. For yeah. now. We're going to we're going to go through the first off full off season. I'm calling out uh, my cousin Tommy who I know listens to this show. I'm calling him out because when the Dragons beat the Vipers, he insisted he was a Dragons fan, and I think that was just to spite me. And then this week, he's like, I don't know. Those Battlehawks are pretty good, though. Yeah, Battlehawks might flip me, too. J- stop. Stop. Brandon's got the good, you know, Midwestern team here. I regret. I do regret not picking them, now. <laughs> and it's like I said, it's uh, it, you pointed it out. I have this weird allegiance to that city, and I made a mistake. Because <laughs> it's all mediocre, except for the Lightning. Well... Who didn't make make a mistake is the Renegades getting Cameron Artis Payne, who looks like the best running back in the XFL so far. But they never use him. Yeah, yeah, that, that was yeah. I think the real story was uh, Parham Parham, their uh, tight end had two touchdowns. Uh, kind of put the game away himself with two big touchdowns, eighteen unanswered points in the fourth quarter. What happened to the Dragons, man? It was, you know, it's this, it's, what What can I say? It's the Memphis the Express. Yeah, yeah the quarterbacking say, room. AAF it quarterback. all comes back to the quarterbacking room. I want I, I just don't think, Jim Zord does not get guys fired up. In Seattle, you need, you need a Pete Carroll, not a Jim Zorn. Uh, you know, how many times has the hometown player worked as the coach for his team? Long term. At any level? I mean, uh, yeah, at any level. Hoiberg's bouncing around to all of his <laughs> alma maters. <laughs> He's realizing how hard it is to coach at Nebraska, um, especially in the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chris Mullen already left his <laughs> alma mater. Frost hasn't had a winning season yet. Uh, Harbaugh. It's not people, easy. People are mad at Harbaugh. And it's hard to get rid of him. And so I just don't, yeah. you know, he doesn't, uh, Zorn doesn't get me fired up. Even players, Marshawn didn't do very well doesn't with the Raiders. Doesn't get fired up. Doesn't doesn't get you. Well, it's that's the thing, and I mentioned that last week in uh, foreplay when I said their defense is solid. They have a good running game, but the the big question is Brandon Silver's, and he showed it in this game because I mean they even got a fumble. They got a fumble with the ball back, down nine points, which is a one score game in this league, and they couldn't get it done in. Renegades territory, and they couldn't get it done. It was, you know, just domination in the second half. Well, in the fourth quarter, I should say. But don't blame it all on Brandon Silvers. But he should take part of the blame. Probably but, 75%. Yeah, 75%. Yeah, a, good, a very, very good amount. By the way, I found out Tampa Bay has a, uh, a Husker on their team, so that's pretty cool. I uh, only found out because he committed a penalty, but <laughs> he's on the team. Uh, Dragons have a Husker player as well, Alonzo Moore. Shout out to him. Shout out. <laughs> I'm thinking of all the... There's a lot of Husker players. Not a ton of Cyclone or Hawkeye players, because Hawkeye well, players... There's a Hawkeye OC. Hawkeye players are actually in the NFL right now. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Scherf is going to be a top 20 free agent. Well, Chuck Long's a... I can't remember which team, but he's... Battlehawks OC. Yeah, Battlehawks. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. OC there, yeah. That helped Brandon's decision, and his Battlehawks won 29-9 to over the Guardians. First... Uh, pro football game in St. Louis since 2015. Man, did you want to go to one of those games? Like, that looks fun. I want to go to the Dome. That looks so much fun. 
it's it's kind of still to me just the jilted lover vibe of look at my new girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> We're yeah, having they, so they, much fun. They definitely showed up to be like f you to Kronky and be like, hey, we could support a team. It's thirty thou. Yeah, which is only I think the only teams to debut close to thirty thousand in the AAF or XFL were the Texas teams, if I'm correct. I thought Seattle was. Seattle had thirty, 30 th- around thirty thousand. Seattle as well. Seattle was pretty close to their first game, I thought. But that's that's great. Tampa it, only had eighteen. It shows they picked the right city here, and so did Brandon oh, yeah. with with being a, a fan. What did you see from your team here in a dominant win? Yeah, I mean. I mean, Guardians have not been playing very well, but no, you get, you get your first home, you get your first home, home game of your league, your season, whatever you want to call it, in front of a city that's been dying for football mm-hmm. for five years now. Yeah, feeling feeling disrespected for five years now. Really, it, it pumps you up and makes you want to play. Play, you know, I expect them to be pretty pretty tough in St. Louis with yeah. the, with a crowd like that. And the fact that they weren't picked for the AAF could also be a part of that as well. Yeah. And uh, the fact that they're actually a good team <laughs> <laughs> probably helps matters as well. Uh, shake up, people. I got the Battlehawks number two in my power rankings. Skirt, skirt. It's Houston, Seattle, uh, not Seattle, St. Louis. Then I would say D.C. I got, D.C. I would like to drop more because they got embarrassed. Oof. But they're still... The, to me, they're still one of the better teams. But. It was a rough week. Yeah, bad week. It shows that, you know, it doesn't matter the level of football. Well, I guess, you know, it doesn't really apply to college as much because there's such a talent gap. But it's hard to win week to week. We said that all NFL season, right? Bo- yeah, both winless teams almost beat the two undefeated teams. Tampa was a few plays away from beating Houston. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know what happened with D.C. Maybe they could blame it on going from one side of the country to the other. But, oof. Which, that's a re- that, you know, that's a yeah, real thing. you could thing. have jet lag. I'm Especially assuming. from east to west coast. Yeah. Not as much from west to east coast. But. but the Wildcats set the points record for an XFL game so far. And Josh Johnson, 18 for 25, 278 passing yards against what, you know, we've said is the best defense in this league so far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, oh, man, that was so disappointing. Because I wanted, I wanted Tampa to be the team that had the biggest, like the most surprising upset of the season, and it goes to L.A. Uh, I don't remember the name of the running back, but that dude did a front flip in the end zone after he told the the reporter, he goes, I'm going to get another one, and I'm going to do a yeah, front right. flip. And then he does it, and I was like, that's, that's amazing. Also, shout out to the Battlehawks for that kid who had the Girl Scout cookies, had a box of Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies, says, I'll trade you a box for a football. And uh, one of their defensive players came up with the football and actually took the cookies, gave her the football, and then they kept following him, and he actually opened it up and was eating cookies on the sidelines. It's a brave new world when it comes to the XFL and our relationship with this league as fans. I, again, I got every week I got to take a victory lap here because I did say, you know, look out for the XFL. It's going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> XFL memes is great, by the way. You should follow it. Uh, I shared one of them on the Loud Sports pictures. It's it's like NFL, no fun league. XFL, extra fun league. <laughs> I'm having more fun watching XFL games sometimes than, than I could think of NFL games last week. And that's even with my team being bad. So Yeah, good point. They, they make a lot of aspects fun. 
They keep you watching the next play and in between the next play because is it going to be a reporter or is it going to be hearing the coach? You know, there's a lot of aspects that we're, we're, we're really seeing thrive mm-hmm. early on in this league. I like how uh, St. Louis, they kicked that 59-yard or 58-yard field goal, and the coach literally goes, you want to kick it? He goes, yeah, and he goes, bang it. Bang it. it just, he just had so much confidence in this guy. And just like those little intimate moments are cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they, they compensate for not having the, the high level of talent that the NFL might have. I think they compensate that with their production and getting a more intimate uh, game. And I've said that since week one. I, I was surprised at how much access you get to this and how much. And I, you could also tell. When the uh, guy in the production room, they're probably somebody in their ear going, you're going to want to hit the dump button here. Dump, dump. Because <laughs> there are parts where there's complete gaps in audio, and you're like, you could tell this guy was like, nope, nope. Anytime there's any sort of f- sound, nope, nope. Yeah, and that's the <laughs> fine line that we got to draw here, where we still want to be able to hear things. Okay, this isn't the Grammys, <laughs> where you have a rap performance that you can't even hear. Yeah. Hate that. Yeah, what's the point of even, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but no, it was a good week. Um, I was a, I feel I was a little bummed by the Sunday games. I don't think they were as exciting as the Saturday games. But overall, a weekend where it's still growing in popularity, it still kind of commands its time on TV. And according to sports Twitter, like what are people talking about during these games? There, it's not quite appointment viewing. You know, you don't say, "Oh, I gotta watch my team." I gotta maybe not us. You know. The casual fans, people in the cities are doing that, or they're the real fans. You yeah. Know? Other people like me, they're like super into it. Yeah. For yeah. a horrible team. <laughs> First of all, I'd like to say I'm a fan of all eight teams because I believed in this league. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, one what a Vince like answer. <laughs> one of the people I work with, uh, speaking of, we'll get to him in a second before we move on, but uh, one of the guys I work with, he's a Chiefs fan. And uh, he made sure to, you know, let me know because he had the T-shirt and the hat and I didn't want to judge him, but I'm like, I would do the same thing. I go, because he's a fan of the Battle Hawks, and I go, if they win the XFL championship, I don't want to talk to you again. <laughs> it's going to be super annoying to go from a Super Bowl championship and then to an XFL championship. Not a fan. Secondly, Guy Fieri, you're dead to me. You're dead to me. This whole week. The XFL and him and all these other teams are playing along. Who's Guy Fieri going to pick? Who's going to be his team? He says he wants an XFL team. Who's it going to be? And then he announced that his team were the Flavortown Flames, a fake team. You're dead to me, Guy Fieri. He, he told... Um, no, you're not, by the way. I love PFT you. He told PFT commenter that for 35 of his like candy wings or whatever it is, restaurant, he'll be a DC Defenders fan. So, or or he we'll could see. be announcing that the Flavortown Flames are the ninth team in the XFL. Oh man, That's where is Flavortown? <laughs> wherever you are, yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Flavortown is wherever Guy Fieri. Is. <laughs> wherever it takes you, my friend. He's not dead to me. He's still great. He's it's a treasure. Like, it's like Pleasure Town in Anchorman. It's more a oh, state of mind. Oh, we're going there. <laughs> Uh, well, another successful week of the XFL. Now we have NFL Rumor Roundup for this week. We have the CBA that's been voted on and approved by the owners, sent to the NFL PA, who has already postponed a vote on it once. 
JJ Watt tweeted, no oh. way. Yeah. Did you see? I don't know if that was real, but did you see that response to him? No. He's like, you only play five or six games a season anyway, so what do you care? That's, you know, <laughs> spot the lie. Spot the lie. No, he's against it. Richard Sherman's against it. Sounds like sounds like most of the star players are against yeah. playing an extra game. Um, Emmanuel you're Sa- cutting a preseason week. Emmanuel Sanders also said he's against it. He actually played 17 games this year, and uh, he said he was against it. I don't – and I'm not going to try and delve into make sense of the business aspect of it because that's obviously what's at hand is how, how they're going to make salaries out of this and how the cap's going to work, all that stuff. So there's that aspect to it. But just someone watching it from the outside as a fan, I hate the idea of adding another game. I don't want – if you want to add an extra bye week, I'm fine because if you want to you want to keep doing Thursday night games and you want to add a week 18 to have those teams get extra rest, I'm fine with that. But I don't see the need in 17 games and adding an extra team. Because the NFL's playoff system, I like. Because it's just 12 teams. You don't play another freaking season like the NBA and the NHL do. You don't. It's these 12 teams, that's it. Under the new playoff rules, which are 14 teams, seven from each conference, and only top one gets a bye, uh, the Steelers and the Rams would have made the playoffs. And the first matchups, oh gosh. Packers would have played the Rams. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. and Steelers would have Steelers played, would have played the, the Chiefs. Yeah, in the first round. Yeah, so I swore somebody said that the Bears would have got in, but I was like, that I don't think. Well, Bears, not a chance in hell. The the <laughs> the Cowboys could have possibly gotten in. No, Rams were nine and seven. The Rams would have been the. No, but I did see a meme about that. Uh, uh, <laughs> Cowboys fans with eight and eight records being like, "Hey, we could still get in," but. I don't. I don't know. What do you think? Should we? Add, what? What is your aspect on fourteen teams? What is the point of this seventeen game season if this is if this is the owners' halfway point of getting the players to agree to an eighteen game season? Why are we not just like putting the cards down on the table, saying eighteen games, two bye weeks? We we have only two preseason games. And you have the Super Bowl the day before President's Day, so some people have it off. And you really kind of own it and embrace what you're really trying to do. And to make it happen, because why would the players say yes to that? You bump them to 50% of the profit. (laughs) You know, you just bite the bullet both ways. You get your extra weeks, and the players get the extra money. That's what we need, because that's what everybody wants. My biggest issue with this is it totally eliminates any purpose for other teams to give an effort. If a team is 14-2 and two and they get the one seed, why is anybody else going to try? Nobody's going to try because you don't get that bye week with a second seed. The Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, were a two seed, and they probably wouldn't have given any much effort because it's what's the point? Well, home field. Home field you don't, But you don't matter. get the bye week. That's, what I'm, that's the biggest. When teams are really vying for those seeds, they want that bye week because it's – they need it after a season, but I don't see the point in punishing a team that was a two seed. I just don't see it. And other people might disagree and say it isn't a punishment because maybe they get an extra you know, week of reps in or whatever, but I think it's just silly to, to do that, to be like, only one seed. This is the only team that matters, and this is the only team that matters because they're the one seed. That's well, it. it is a buy. I mean, in a lot of bracket styles, that is only to the top it. seed. Yeah, you got to earn it, man. Yeah, Brandon, what do you think about the the – 
proposed rule changes here. I mean, I don't know if I seventeen game. I don't see the difference between sixteen and seventeen games necessarily. But fourteen teams, I don't see the really the difference between fourteen and twelve. It's going to be the same amount of same amount of weeks in the playoffs. You're just adding in two extra games in the first week. That's the only difference between this this playoff normal playoffs and what they're proposing. You get to see more, you know, especially like the year like this year. There's going to be years where you're going to have some bad teams make the playoffs, just like any year. But this year, you wouldn't have had the Rams, who are a pretty good team, missing out on the playoffs because of a loaded a loaded conference. Right. And I very think, top heavy. Yeah, and I think that 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 could be beneficial. And I think that that's the thing. You know, teams they're trying to win a Super Bowl. That's that's the goal. So the more teams you get in there, I I I feel like the extra playoff team makes sense for the players. Yeah, that's a great point, Brandon, and it's the exact contrarian point to Jake's argument of you're punishing the two seed. Well, what if you're the seven seed? You know, yeah. and that's the scales that balance here. Right, and you get the opportunity that you wouldn't have gotten. Yeah, absolutely. So besides that, you know, we'll. We'll know what happens, but I'm not holding my breath. I don't think we'll lock out, but... It's I, not till 2021. They have a whole year before it matters anyway. Yeah, I don't see it But passing. both sides want to get done this year, it seems like. They, well, they I've don't want a stoppage. From what I've heard, they want to get it done this year before the next year's deadline. So, I it seems to be a sense of urgency on yeah. both sides. I don't, I don't know. Um... I yeah I've been going I've been hearing conflicting things I think they're going to end drug like testing for marijuana is what I've heard I don't know if that's true or not from my sources have been telling me from my sources I mean you too this uh, (laughs) CBA um which I think is a good thing so that's good but otherwise seven I don't I I understand where you're coming from with seventeen games but I just I think. That extra game could really affect certain teams because it's in more live contact. I don't know. Eliminate preseason. Yeah. <laughs> well, eliminate. Guess who doesn't have it a preseason? XFL. <laughs> Just kidding. We well. They can't afford a preseason. We could do one preseason game in one week of combined scrimmaging or practicing. You know, something like that. But the preseason will come down again. This this CBA has it at three games. I think it will be at two mm. or one once we get to the eighteen game end point that I believe the owners 18, are going huh? for. Yeah, absolutely. Season, but the season is so long already, and I hate to complain about more football, but yeah, more football. The season that's, that's like but, the slogan for the XFL. Why do we, but why do we need? I know <laughs> for love of football. Um, yeah, but that's because we have thirty two teams, and then you have eighteen games, and it's I don't know. I feel like that's a little excessive, but, you know, we could be wrong. Just make it 20, Paul. Let's just make it an even 20. Well, it's 20 weeks, an even 20 weeks with 18 games and two buys. <laughs> I don't know. We can see where that goes. But Interesting. Interesting. In other news, least. this week, Jake, would you like to break this one? I'll give you well, your uh, team Well, Tampa Bay announced Monday morning. That uh, they're, which, what a tease. They announced at the end of February that, hey, in April, we're going to unveil some new uh, uniforms. They flashed the creamsicles first, so then I started to speculate, ooh, we're going back to the orange, we're going back to the creamsicle. Then they flashed the Super Bowl winning era uniforms, and I was like, ooh, interesting. So the different ones. The 
<laughs> the old, the red and uh, pewter, even though you made fun of me for that. That's the actual color, the red and the pewter. And but now they just showed the different color schemes that they've had in the past. Right. And then they showed this the most the most recent one. Um, personally, I'm all for going back to creamsicles because it makes them unique again. That was the cool thing about the creamsicles when they existed. Some say they looked ugly. I get it. I totally understand. Bucko Bruce, beautiful logo. Big fan of it. I like the logo. Ashley makes fun of the logo. I like the logo, but says the colors. A, <laughs> she the, says he's suggestive. He's very suggestive. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? You know who else is subject, suggestive is Captain Jack. Okay, so as a Buccaneer, <laughs> you gotta embrace that. There's a little bit of that Tortuga. So Tortuga. <laughs> All the quotes. I don't know. I don't know. It just came to me. But it, the problem with the creamsicle uniforms is the main problem here because. You you don't want to go back to an era where a number one pick turned away from you. Also, until the Detroit Lions, they were they were the first zero and fourteen team, uh, winless season. Um, so yeah, there's that. I understand that aspect. But this is this is a bad optic, right? I mean, to me, I mean, Brandon, we've never had to experience the Packers changing colors or uniforms really or anything even the when nike took over there was no real change to the packers uniform i think we lost a stripe on the shoulder that was it so you have what to do when you yellows? can't win yeah it's it's tradition versus gimmicks what about those yellow jerseys so the 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 alternates um we've like the the gold the Favre era nasty golds because we have retired those i miss those those are cool and I like we've we finally fixed the Poop brown, Acme packing throwbacks. Also, NFL, let them wear alternate helmets again. Just do it. You talk about a safety issue with it. I'm like, the, the college football does it all the time. Just give us, give us the cream sickles. That's all I want. I give just us the think cream that, that this is kind of some left hand magic here. Of, to distract, well, of distracting you one from of the, Jameis Lasik in your horrible season. Well, somebody did say on uh, Facebook. They said, somebody better show this to James early so he knows which one to throw to. <laughs> Good one. I was like, boom. Hey, Funny wake, joke. Wake up in the morning. <laughs> staring at it. This him. is it. James, <laughs> this one. Every <laughs> offseason, he just has a half-hour timer on his phone uh, that shows the picture. Another joke, someone said, everybody laughed at me when I said this, but the Buccaneers' first draft pick wasn't going to be a player. It was going to be New Jersey's. Uh, <laughs> wow. You know, you don't see the Super Bowl winning team. <laughs> Switching up their uniforms. This was a. Uh, they'd been teasing this since December about uh, changing their uniforms. Well, I bet they knew the season was over in December. Well, <laughs> and it was also like, we got to get people are mad. How do we win people over again? Let's give them another u- new uniform. And personally, I think you could blend new and old. You could make a newer looking creamsicle. I'm just saying. As much as I liked the Super Bowl era ones, those were cool. I really dug them. That's when I started being a fan of them, because uh, that was around when I was growing up. Because they they changed it in the, like the mid '90s from the cream sickles. Those are very red ones. like mid '90s, late or early aughts colors, yeah. and yeah. I'm saying we it's take very Tennessee Titans looking. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh, it's edgy hardcore '90s. That's what we're you know. Street lines. Uh, and I I don't hate the new ones. I like the the chrome dome. New ones that they have. I don't like the numbers, but I like those. I'm just saying we can incorporate new with the old. We get creamsicle-style jerseys, but keep the flag if you want. Keep the sword and the flag, but make that creamsicle. Change it from red to creamsicle on the side of the helmets. 
go with those all white combos. Man, there's a guy that made a concept of them. They're really dope. I'll have to show them to you. Point is, I'm actually interested because I like it when they do new uniforms. I'm sorry not every team has been in the NFL for 100 years and so much tradition. Your uniforms are boring. They're boring. There, I said it. All right? The Packers are boring. Did you say the, the Giants Bears are, are boring. boring. The Giant, the Giants are kind of dope. Come on, come on, <laughs> Penn State. There, there's something. That is the most boring uniform I've ever seen. There's Penn State. Yeah, it's not the Detroit Lions with their silver helmets and their. I like the Lions uniform. I, 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 that's an off-season topic. Power ranking the, the NFL Lions, uniforms. The there's nothing on them. He's talking about. Good. You're talking about boring. There's literally nothing on. They the have a lion. No, they're, and that's they have the helmet. Silver now, and. The colors, I, the Lions jerseys, you're right, they're Brandon. Dope. They're a little bland, but the color scheme's sneaky good. They do it better <laughs> than good. the Cowboys, in my opinion. Cowboys are, uh, I don't know. Cowboys have some pretty dope Cowboys uniforms. could do more. That's an off-season topic. <laughs> Power-ranking <laughs> NFL uniforms. Now, we got a lot going on in Indy this week. The Combine will be happening. Chase Young has said he will not be doing drills, just medical and interviews, which is kind of the only reason... For the combine right now, except for trades and you know front office people talking to each other, they only want the medical and then interviews. The drills, the drills are so pointless. The when drills you, are for the not top five guys. The combine's not for us; it's for the NFL. Teams. I really feel like it's for scouts. There's maybe two drills that translate directly into NFL play. The forty-yard dash, you should do. You should do fifteen yards or 30 yards, you know, starting upright with shoulder pads on. You shouldn't, I mean. Yeah, well, there's no weight. There's, yeah, it's kind of skewed because you don't have the helmet or the pads or, yeah. Yeah, most of their, I mean, they're almost, it's like you're, you're telling football players to now train to do track drills. <laughs> but so he will, I like the bench press, though. I think that's important. You but know, doesn't that lift. tell you that the, if the top-level guys know they don't have to do the drills, that maybe there's not a lot to the drills. I think the biggest thing yeah, is medicals. The combine, I agree. I think the combine should be more for like late second, third, fourth, fifth round guys that aren't going to be somebody like a, you know, coming out as like a Deshaun Watson or a, like when Trevor Lawrence comes out. Or Tua, that's who's coming out this year. I'm trying to <laughs> scramble my brain. Or like a, um, a guy coming out this year. I agree. They should be for lower level guys who are, we don't know where they're going to land. I think. This is crazy talk here. Conspiracy. Tinfoil radio for you on Loud Sports. I think crossover XFL should talk to the NFL mm. and say, are you going to take this guy? Okay, then we can put him on the Wildcats. We can get him started. I feel like there's a, you could start pairing him up here with the XFL and the NFL Combine. I, I don't think so because I, well, I feel I like in clap. the NFL, you can't really do that because – you don't know who teams are taken through seven rounds. You don't yeah. know who will be available. But you could do that after the draft. But then you know there's still training camps with un- or training camps with unrestricted. This is the thing that sucks about the NFL offseason. And I'm gl- again, I'm glad the XFL exists for this now. But football fans are so rabid for news for the XF- for the NFL, not the XFL, that they will like look at the combine stuff, look at the draft stuff, look at all this stuff. In reality, none of it matters. None of it matters until they're on the field. So I'm saying stop televising this stuff. Stop putting effort into it. Don't show me all seven rounds of the draft. Show me, like, what? First three or four. Those are the only rounds that matter. Anything below, unless it's Tom Brady, anything lower yeah, down exactly, the level. Yeah, exactly, dude. 
he is an outlier. He is an outlier. Unless it's like an offensive lineman that you get in the sixth round, there's nothing special going out of the, the, the fifth or sixth, seventh round, says a guy who's unathletic. I'm just saying. I don't care about the combine as much as other people do. Just saying. You know who else was – I'm just saying this week? Jim Ursay, <laughs> who, you know, is – oh, man, I would just follow him around if I was a beat reporter in Indianapolis because guy. that guy – what a guy. He's always up to something. Gave away – traded away Peyton Manning. That's what I'll remember as. He will – he, you know, takes pills and – Gets DUIs and whatever else. But he said he can't comment on the possibility of Andrew Luck coming back. I don't think Wishful thinking? I don't think he's coming back. By a jilted owner? I think it's wishful thinking by a fan base. Yeah. An entire fan base. We don't have it written down here, uh, but uh, uh, what I will say about Ursay, I don't think Andrew Luck's coming back because Oliver Luck gets asked every time when he does. Oh my goodness! When uh, when Oliver Luck does XFL prep, they always ask him, "How's Andrew doing? What's Andrew doing?" And Oliver Luck always says, "He's great. He's enjoying being retired." As in, stop asking me about my son. He's not coming back. And I think that's. I don't think Andrew Luck's coming back. As much as that guy's been through, I wouldn't want to come back. Yeah, he seems like somebody that would. Once he found what he would want to do after the NFL, it may be just kind of like, okay, when do I get to start that? And he started it a little early than we thought he would. I'm just saying, Oliver, stop being a good dad and be a businessman. And wow. get, get Andrew Luck on an XFL team. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Be Vince and put your kid on, put your grown son <laughs> on steroids. Fall off, fall off like rafters and stuff. Marry off your daughter to your best performer. Hey. That was storyline that turned into real life love. Shut up. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding, but I, I don't. There's no. I don't see Andrew like, coming back. No, I don't either. But um, I, I have some cool hockey talk. We will this week. real quick. Yes. Tom Brady conspiracy theory. Oh. Wore a black, all black TB12 hat. Raiders. 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 It if could, there was silver could, in it, I it would be maybe a possibility. I just love that about sports, where it's like, but this is just a guy taking a selfie with a hat. But, but he's like, so good at trolling. Be? You know, like, there's like, oh, that's a troll. He totally knew if I'm gonna wear all black, people are gonna think Tom's a good troll. Could be the Ravens. Haven't there's other black teams. Haven't black you seen teams? him on Twitter? He can yeah, troll. He's good. Arizona uses their black alternates a good amount. Like he would go play for the Cardinals. Yeah, train Kyler Murray, man. Because the Raiders are so much better than the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> well, Derek Carr's probably on his way out, so I don't know. All right. Anyway, moving on. Most hockey talk we've ever had, but it's it's a cool topic. Did you guys see this? Are we bringing back puck drops here? So the puck stopped here with a Zamboni driver <laughs> for the Toronto Maple Leafs organization because according to NHL rules, the home team has to have a provided available emergency goalie for either team. So the away team, the Carolina Hurricanes, they're both of their goalies you got injured. The AF, by the way. Yeah. Their owner did. <sighs> anyway, go on. I did I did I just stamp Yeah, stomp I, I forgot that. I forgot did about that. I just that. stomp on your feel good story. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Anyway, so the Carolina, the Carolina Hurricanes. Hurricanes had both of their goalies get injured and a, a minor league Zamboni, not even the Maple Leafs Zamboni driver for that night, comes out 
I wish I had his name here. He lets in the first two shots by the Maple Leafs, stops the next eight. Carolina gets the win off this guy. Oldest rookie ever, man. 42 years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could you just And it's a $500 gig and that's a part of NHL rules. Whereas Toronto had to pay somebody to beat them. Yeah. Whereas um You hate to see it. The, that should have been a <laughs> the math for uh what he would have what he did on an hourly basis for an NHL minimum contract should have been about nine grand for what he did. Oh. And I saw another take that uh, the Hurricanes players should have passed around the hat after this yeah. uh, because he's just going to go back to his normal job after his one night. I, I hope he got, get to – I think you get to keep your jersey. I mean, he should. This is the kind of stuff that I love about the NHL. Where, it, But or, does it have his name on it? <laughs> What I just love about hockey, where they institute, because this is such a rare thing, because you only need, in reality, you should only need two goalies. You beat your employer. <laughs> how many kickers, I mean, how many kickers are on a team? We got a kicker and a punter, right? Yeah, and usually if the kicker gets hurt, your punter just And kicks. they're iffy on each other's jobs, but they can get it done, Which you is, know? Which is a weird concept, because it's essentially the same job. No, you need specialists here. Yeah. Ask the Bucks. You kick one from the ground. You kick one from. You drop the other one. I don't know the difference. I'm yeah, not a you could rugby kick it. I don't know. Point is, this is a very rare occurrence, and that's uh, the fact that they had to enact this rule. Where they're like, "Give me a Zamboni driver." But it's for the S- just get in front of the puck. That's it's all for you the visiting do. team. He beat his employer. I know that's that's even better. Cause you, does he get fired the next day? Does he come in and be like, "What was that?" <laughs> <laughs> no, but they better make sure that he is their backup at every game. You know what you got to do here if you're the Maple Leafs? You got to make sure. Him. No, but you got to just say, hey, if you're not working for us on that night, we'll just make sure that you and your family can be at the game. What is he on, on call? Yeah, and you're basically the, the story of the red shirt coming out of the stands at a college game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But he's got to come onto the ice like the shield from WWE where he's like coming down from the stands. <laughs> We're calling in the emergency goalie. Oh no! Fuck off! Here he comes, undefeated record. But hey, man, saves. (laughs) I think we're bearing the lead here. Blocked eight shots. That's impressive for a Zamboni driver. uh, I I can't block eight shots. He he just needed to he needed to stretch, dude. He let two in and then first two goals, yeah. Set up a shots. brick wall. <laughs> hey man, yeah, you got like he gave he spotted him too. He parked that Zamboni in front of the goal, said, "Come get me, <laughs> come get." Me. Yeah, did, did he have to clean up after when he was done? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet he's looking at that. Uh, what you know? Okay, so why is your Zamboni driver for your game not your better emergency goalie? <laughs> But that's such a re- – yeah, that's crazy. Because, again, in reality, you only need two. But, yeah, that's, that's wild. You'd hope. But I thought that was a really cool story. You love to see it. You love to see something like that. For our NBA off-court moments this week, we had Dwayne Wade starting his rap career on a Rick Ross song. Brandon, have you listened to this yet? No. I have, I have not. not. I have not. I have not sought out the, the new Rick Ross. He is a uh, he's all <laughs> he's all over the news, man. He's got a new ESPN doc coming out. 
He's got the, dr- you know, the, I don't think it's drama, but there's drama with his kid. And now he's going to be in a rap star. Dwayne Wade. Well, he's it was three day, three day retirement ceremony. Just yeah. down in <laughs> Miami. Three day hey, Miami parties, man. Uh, Miami three does days. a celebration. It's like three it's, day Jersey retirement. It's ceremony. like a New Orleans funeral. <laughs> what? <laughs> Something like that goes for like a week. I don't know what a new. <laughs> Are you talking about like a like a sitting shiva, like a Jewish thing? No, that's yeah, that's a whole different. Oh, okay. Kinda... I was gonna say they don't really party during that. But um... but he's you know he's he's living his best life. He's out here doing what he wants to do, but he, enjoying and building a second career which we're seeing from a lot of NBA guys of his generation, it's more of a oh, production that he, they want to get into. We also forget he's a meme now. Big time meme. Probably a few. It's the one where he's like looking up like, what? You know, when he's judging at the All-Star game. At I, the All-Star have, game. I have not seen this utilized. Oh, you've seen it. I feel like you've seen it. It's all over Twitter. He's wearing glasses. He's got the mic. And he's like, looks up like, what? And looks down like, what? It's like really confused looking. <sighs> know your meme. I'll stick with the lady doing the math equation <laughs> if I'm confused. Kind of. Which I feel like we should have just used that m- meme right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but In yeah. other news, we had the shortest NBA head coaching stint um, with a voluntary leave since the 1980 season. How short was that? Um, I think it was or, at Christmas he left. Third, third, third head coach to leave the season early in his first year, for whatever reason. John Beeline did not last through the All Star break for the Cleveland Cavaliers. "Quote unquote" dictator style did not translate to thirty-year-old well, millionaires instead of nineteen-year-olds. That's, yeah, that's not, for Cleveland is a bunch of nineteen-year-olds. Yeah, they're a bunch of younger. And a grumpy Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love and Andre Drummond gets there and says, "Guys, this is worse than Detroit was." <laughs> yeah, it's been a bad year when you call your players thugs and then say, "No, I meant slugs." <laughs> As and, if that's better. <laughs> and then you have one of your guys come onto the team bus, blaring, um, "I'm a thug." On his beats pill, like it became a running joke for the players to play songs with the t- with Thug in the title. That just does not work for today's NBA. It that just is, does not work. No, it's players' culture. Yeah, it is. Players it is, run that league. It is what a fifteen-year-old wants his AAU circuit to be. <laughs> is what the NBA is now. I'm, I, they're thugs. I mean, they're slugs. How is that any better? Maybe because slugs isn't racially charged, but either way, don't even say that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rough stint. And now what's he going to do? He basically, you know, he had one of the safest jobs in college basketball. Michigan was consistently competing. Yeah, they were always good. They'd been to a national title game, and he chose to leave because the pull of the NBA is, is hard to resist for a lot of these guys. And like a lot of these guys, it has backfired on him. And where is he going to coach now? I don't know. Rick Pitino to Cleveland. I want it. I need it. I need it. Bring back Lou. <laughs> Just because he's a Nebraska guy, bring him back. Stop. That's, I he's the only Nebraska guy. I was going to say, he's the only Nebraska ball player that I know that's been successful. And then earlier today, we had uh, the memorial service at Staples Center for Gianna and Kobe Bryant. 224. 224, yeah. 
That's pretty cool. I didn't know that meaning, and then I saw why they Yeah, I didn't realize that until somebody pointed it out to me. That's pretty cool. Uh, my favorite moment, I, th- I saw that like the tail end of uh, Michael Jordan's speech, but my favorite moment was Shaq when um, one of the teammates complained about you know, Kobe not distributing the ball enough and passing the ball. So Shaq, being the leader in the locker room, is like, all right, I'll go talk to him. He said, "Hey, Kobe, there's no I in team." And then Ty, Toby or Toby, Kobe goes, "Yeah, but there's a me, motherfucker." <laughs> and everybody laughs. And then Shaq immediately followed up. Was like, he's just like, he's not gonna pass it to you. Like, he just straight up like, there's no deal. That's with this just guy. Kobe. That's just Kobe. That's just Kobe. That's like one of you know. And that was his like prime. Like, was Shaq Kobe era. So that was in his, like his prime when he was. He was. I think he was a little bit more arrogant. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> there. Yeah, he, he ate some humble pie. Uh, <laughs> after Shaq, left. A, in about two thousand four. Yeah, after Shaq left, I would say. Uh, <laughs> but it it was a, a very powerful and uh, meaningful day for a lot of people. We got another crying Jordan out of it. Don't think this one will be a meme though. Yeah, probably not. No. There's only one crying Jordan. Meme. There's only one crying. Jo- there can only be one. <laughs> the Man. goat, the goat crying Jordan face. From that to our fraud of the week. Fraud Ooh. of the week. That's your. That's your song. I. You know. You gotta think of something. It might change every week. You know week. what? That's a. You hate to see it. <laughs> Save it then. Fraud of the week. <laughs> Who's going first? I'll go first. I mean, I have the Old Miss basketball um, for their promotion of, uh, I think it was a 96-foot putt from baseline to baseline during Old Miss basketball game, and it's an 84-year-old woman. <laughs> and she sinks it like Tiger Woods. 96-foot putt. Drained it like nothing. And I'm thinking, and my first thought is, oh, wow, this is amazing. I'm watching this video of this old woman celebrating. And she's got a car. Okay. Pretty great, right? Yeah, yeah, awesome. You know, there, I bet you got a lot of kids on campus that could use that, that'll be alive in more, longer than 10 years. <laughs> Fraud. That's Fraudulent. <laughs> because you can, let me, let me point you to Montana State, who this week granted a kid $11,111 for sinking a, a either full court or half court shot. That's what you do. You get your students in there and give them chances right, give to them succeed. A chance, yeah. instead, of, instead of this, I, I wonder if she's a donor. <laughs> she's got to be a booster. She's got to be. Yeah, but uh, I, I just, it was, it was frustrating to me. Take care of your kids, Ole Miss. <laughs> you're ageist. The opportunist. That eighty-year-old woman could live to be a hundred. You don't know. Oh, so twenty years. That could be a good use of that car. Do you think the average twenty twenty old Miss student is gonna live longer than twenty years from right now? <laughs> Who knows? The world could end tomorrow, Paul. Could, we don't it, know. You know what? It really could. <laughs> it really could. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go. Um. You know me, uh, you know, I'm the XFL expert, so i got to talk about XFL as much as I can. The D.C. Defenders. Woo! Frauds. Hot. We actually talked about this in the group chat. 
Ins- all thought it was too obvious. Inside baseball, I was like, yeah, you know, somebody, uh, everybody's going to expect somebody to have the DC Defenders as but a fraud. But I'm not above it, and I would say <laughs> fraud. And I understand, and we, we said earlier, it could be a bad week, but, you know, that's the beauty of fraud of the week. It's an overreaction. Fraud, because you come in here, you got Cardell Jones dropping the N-word, saying we got these N-words, and you know what? You didn't, Cardell. You put up nine points, and one of the best defenses in the league, you gave up 39. You set a record in the wrong direction. That was the most points scored in an XFL game offensively at 39. From the team that is supposed to be the defenders. The defenders. That's your name. That's your namesake. Fraud. Piggyback, fraud. Piggybacking off of Jake's fraud. I'm taking Cardell Jones as fraud of the week. See, that is the, that is the quintessential fraud of the week. The, the idea of fraud of the week is this is his first loss since high school. I mean, school. It's his, it is his first loss. Fraud. But, but four, four interceptions to the worst defense in the league. And a team who doesn't even do they have an, a defensive coordinator yet? I mean, they didn't. Do they yeah. know what they're doing on defense? That's a great question. <laughs> to your, you know, front one of your front runners for MVP of this league to throw four interceptions. Fraud. Yeah, fraud. Great fraud, Brandon. So, little side note: early MVP front runner. Oh, it's got to be. I think it's a tie between PJ and PJ Walker and Cam Phillips. You know, I would have said off the top of my head, two people that are succeeding the most is who is going to get the biggest numbers down the stretch between Cameron Artis Payne and Landry Jones. Mm, Landry Jones? Hey, they're undefeated since he's played. That's true. They are 2-0. and Landry Jones, is it's a stat-padding offense. Have you watched him play? I mean, he Russell it, he Westbrook got a stat-padding MVP. When no one else is doing anything in the league. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, and you know, my favorite segment now. Yeah, is it really? You hate to see it. You hate to see it. You hate to see you it. You hate to see it. So what I have this week, once again, I'm I'm pre I'm I'm pre calling. You hate to see it. You're gonna hate to see it when uh, a quarterback leaves the XFL for the NFL, leaving a fan base in the lurch. Because think of the Chiefs the past two years. Houston fans, Ravens fans past few years, when you get a franchise quarterback in, it's just kind of, oh, we got a window now. We can work on other things. You know, it really is a big relief to not only a front office, but a fan base as a whole. And that is going to be lost by a fan base next year. You're going to hate to see it. It's going to be the Wildcats. I think they're going to need a new search because Josh Johnson has been an NFL backup and had a great showing against the best defense this week. I think he's going to go back to the big league. And you hate to see it, but those fans are going to cry about it because he's going to tease them with maybe a good season here down the stretch. My you hate to see it, sticking with the XFL, uh, Matt McGloin slash the New York Guardians. They had so much promise after winning by 20 points against the Tampa is, Bay Vipers. Is he the Jameis of the XFL? And then the second week, they play bad against, again, a good D.C. defenders team. Uh, throws his whole entire team under the bus. <laughs> People are like, well, it was an emotion. He was upset. I understand that. But he still said, we need to throw out the entire playbook. Still kind of like you're throwing. That's kind of a shot. It's kind of take a shot at your offensive coordinator. 
Uh, and then he proceeds to fall. No, he did get hurt it, it, at one point. He did hurt his ribs. But he, then he proceeded to stink up the place in the dome. Again, I'm not trying to take anything, anything away from the Battlehawks. But he didn't even score the one touchdown in that game. It was his backup. I'm pretty sure it was his backup's backup <laughs> that scored that one touchdown in this game. So him and the New York Guardians, they, they're, they're not the team we thought they were. You hate to see it. You hate to see it, Jake. Brandon, let's 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 find out what else we hated to see. Well, on Saturday we saw three of the top four teams in the league or in, the, in college basketball go down. Now I liked seeing that, but you found something that yeah, I hated to see. You hate to see <laughs> Gonzaga's was the final was the final blow of the top five, and Gonzaga's forty game winning streak in conference and thirty nine game road winning streak in conference, which are just incredible numbers yeah. to think about. No matter what you know. No matter what conference you're in, I mean, especially 39 games in a row on the road is incredible. But both of those streaks got got snapped on Saturday with their loss at BYU. You hate to see you hate it. to see that. It's usually St. Mary's, you know, that seems to have their number in conference. If that I think that's happens. who beat them in, in Gonzaga two years ago. Oh, but now it's it's so incredible because there could be other teams that get a a win streak, like a home conference win streak, and you hear it and you're like, yeah, well, you know, they're a really good team. But could you even imagine if Duke had 39 conference road wins in a row? You know, that's going to Miami, FSU, Virginia, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, and then the, you know, other schools. They just got beat by 20 to NC State this year. Absolutely. So that's just, man, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. (laughs) Now, back to... That needs to be a t-shirt. Our XFL. Our first merch. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. <laughs> I like that. You big block. You know, you hate to see it. We'll work on it. We'll we'll get it out there. Me, by, by that I mean it's I'll gonna des- be, I'll design it. It's gonna be our version of Saturdays are for the boys. <laughs> you hate to you see it. You just need it to take off. All right, back to XFL talk. We're going with the Fab Five this week. Five. I will Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. I was three and one in my first week of picks, two and three last week. I'm five and four on XFL picks this year. And, oh, man, I should have taken those Battle Hawks last week at home. Switched the defenders. Bad choice. I think, it's, I think the def- – the no, I missed two because you took Dallas uh, – Brandon took Dallas over Dragon. So I went two and two. Not betting-wise, but you know, picks-wise, I went two and two. Yeah, Brandon had the, the changes on us that gave him the leg up. Did you take the over in the Roughnecks-Vipers game? I think so. Oh. No, no, yeah, I got beat on that. Yeah, I got beat on that. You took the under? Uh, no, I got beat taking no. the over. No, they hit the over. Oh, I got beat taking the over on one of them. No, Some... yeah, because they, they hit the over like after. I don't have last week's notes. <laughs> Stop it. I wasn't prepared for you to call me. But I'm just saying that uh, for the fir- first time in the league history, I think, um, the Roughnecks and Vipers hit the over. Woo. Well, this week... Once again, I have at least one bet in all four games. First off, the first game, it's Wildcats at the Guardians going across the country the easy way. Just keeping it easy. West to east, baby. Wildcats favored by seven in New York at the Guardians over under 40. I'm going to take the over and I'm taking Wildcats plus seven or minus seven. Excuse me. Minus seven. Because they scored 39 last week, and even 39 uh, to nine would hit this over. Do you think the floodgates are open now? I think that they might have something figured out. 
maybe not on defense as much, but definitely on offense. They seem to be clicking more than they were in the first few weeks. And I like the Wildcats here to keep putting the hurt on the Guardians, who are really sliding here. So take LA minus seven and the over. Second game, Dragons. My Dragons at Brandon's Battle Hawks. And the Battle Hawks are 12 point favorites. They really like that Seattle, or <laughs> that St. Louis home field advantage. That, that I guess. That's got to be the biggest spread of any game this year. It's the biggest of the week that's, by that's a far. Huge spread, yeah. What was it again? It's 12. Jeez. And yeah, I, think that's, that's, I think that's the biggest ever. I think it's because of their strong first home showing and the Dragons weaker showing this week where, you know, the problems with the Dragons are pretty obvious, okay? And it starts <laughs> under center. So Man, you've been just hating on Brandon Silvers all, all season. You know, here's the weird thing with the entire league being owned by a guy. Can we trade? Can we trade players in yeah. this league? They've, there's been trades. There have been trades? Yeah. Why do we not have the trades, expert? Should I? We need, do you need me to bring you the trades? I want flowers traded to Seattle. Oh, my. He's not being utilized. Can I trade coaches? Can I do that? Ha <laughs> 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 ha! Fool! <laughs> By the way, that I have uh, I, my tweet didn't go viral, but I got a lot of likes when I made that SpongeBob meme out of Mark Tressman, and I will continue to do so. Hashtag fire Mark Tressman. Fire Mark Tressman. You're gonna get that ball rolling early with. The... I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people tweeting about that. <laughs> well, Tampa. Bay, I mean, did you guys? Did you watch the Tampa Bay game? They were booing them after every incomplete yeah. pass. Yeah, because they didn't put qu- the hometown guy, the guy from South Dude, Florida. <laughs> you don't need to boo your quarterback after one incomplete pass in the first quarter. No, it's because they were saying. That's what they did, though. They were, I know, but they were chanting. It was ridiculous. It's they were a chanting to Tressman. And, because yeah. Quentin Flowers is from Tampa, played at South Florida, played in Raymond James Stadium when he played there. So he was the hometown guy. So they were like, we want Quentin. <laughs> WWE style. Love these fans. Love this league. Extra fun league. XFL. Extra fun league. I agree with you, Brandon. They shouldn't boom after every completion. Come on. <laughs> but still, we want flowers. Not helping. Hashtag we want flowers. What I want oh, is... That's going to sound like some weird... Now I'm going to get a bunch of women following me. What I want is Seattle to cover plus Sexist. 12. Can't be that difficult. So, Seattle plus 12, hopefully, which technically Battlehawks would have covered that last week. But blow it in the fourth I quarter. think I think that this is going to be a tighter game for both teams than last week. I need the Dragons to bounce back a little bit. I'm believing in them here. But we'll see. Now down to the battle for Texas. Roughnecks at Renegades. This might be the best one of the weekend. I, I, think. I definitely believe this will be the best game of the weekend. This is going to be a high-powered game, which is why I'm leaving alone Roughnecks plus one and a half. Renegades favored. One, home team by one and a half. You know, that's kind of that's kind of a pick 'em when it comes to football. Andrew Jones against PJ Walker. So here's who I'm taking. The over, 50.5. That's right. I love it. <laughs> take the over in the battle for Texas. I, w- I would take that, especially with Houston's offense. That's why I said to take the over when they played Tampa. Oh, I was hold on. I was looking at the wrong numbers here. It's first numbers of the week. Hold on. <laughs> Roughnecks are favored by one. Away team is favored by one over the Renegades. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Mm-hmm. You would yep. think the one undefeated team would get Houston some respect. super strong. They have. Also, but uh, only take the over. 50 uh, and a half. They're the only team that can say that they've made 300 grand in three games. Because you get that 100K bonus check for every win. That's really nice. 
No, that's that's the how they incentivize winning is you want because you get paid not the best, but you're getting this pay. And you're like, oh, you want more money? Win football games. And yeah, I like, I like it. That's awesome. Poor Vipers. Player. Final game. This is this was the game. You know, I I it was like a Freudian slip. I couldn't believe this line, and so I set it for a different game. The defenders are one and a half point underdogs at the Vipers. <laughs> Vegas. Vegas loves the Vipers. They do. The Vipers have, other than last week, I think they've been favored in every game. Okay, so you mean Vegas is just taking your well, they people's were, money? They were the preseason favorite to win the league, and they have yet to, they've scored, what, one touchdown this it's year? A that's, ten, the, that's the Trestman factor. First of all, they scored, like, three touchdowns offensively. Yeah, okay, last Big week. Big time production. Yeah. <laughs> so, they, they actually did. Produced pretty well compared to the last few weeks. So I'm calling <laughs> Vegas tricksters. Yeah. Oh wow, wow. The odds makers are tricksters. Oh, they're trying to take your money. How dare they? And I'm taking defenders plus one and a half, and not See, touching the forty-three and a half over under because there's a chance that this is a twenty to zero game. <laughs> I think, and de- not in your favor, I th- Jake. I think the defenders got exposed. I think they got exposed. But can they be exposed by the own? They also team? probably just had a bad game. <laughs> You can't get exposed when your quarterback can't do the same things that the other quarterback can do. Good point, Solid Brandon. Points. Solid points. And that was Paul's Fab Five. We threw in the music at the end there, so it wasn't a good spot at the beginning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. Put some. Let's get some picks. The picks. Mine, you know, spoiler alert, you get to hear most of mine already. But for the first game. Oh, that's not true because sometimes the line could be different. Wildcats at Guardians. I'm taking the cats. I'll put in a sound effect. That's going to be like one of those. Love it. And then, you know, Battlehawks will be the caca. I got ideas. (laughs) I'm going places. Well, I got the Wildcats. Jake, who you got? I agree. I think that the Guardians continue to go on their downward spiral. They've still got a lot of questions. I think they have similar issues that the Vipers have, trying to figure out who their quarterback's going to be and all these things. I got L.A. bouncing back, getting to 2-2 two and two in week four. And Brandon, for the first game? Yeah, I'm going with the Wildcats as well. I'll make it a 3-for-3 three three on the Wildcats. That's kind of that might be the easiest one we have this week. We'll see. And then for Dragons Battlehawks, Jake, why don't you start us out? Not a fan. Kaka! I'm taking the Battlehawks back in the dome. I don't think they lose a game in the dome this season. Bold bold statement, but I go with it. I don't think they're going to lose a game there, and I got them in this one. Brandon, the Hawks fan here. Yeah, I mean, I'm taking the Battlehawks as well. I think I, I think I said that said that earlier in our in our show today that the Battlehawks might go undefeated at home with a cra- with a crowd like they had. So I'm I'm following in your footsteps there. I am as well. I got Seattle, but that's plus twelve. There's a lot of margin there. Still think uh, I like what you guys say. Uh, but you're taking the Dragons? No. Oh. I'm I'm taking St. Louis here. Could have had a cool Dragon sound effect there. You want to find a drink? <laughs> we're just going to be blowing in the mic. I'm breathing fire. <laughs> so we're chalk through two, but now we have the Battle of Texas. Brandon, why don't you start us out for this one? I'm going to take the, I think from the numbers, you got a little bit confusing on me, but I think I'm taking the underdog here. I'm going to take Dallas <laughs> to get, give the Roughnecks their first loss of the season. Worked for you last week. 
Yeah, that's correct. The Renegades, the home team, are the one-point underdog here. Yeah, I'm going to take Dallas. Uh, I'm going to go with the Roughnecks. I think the Roughnecks stay undefeated. I still think they're the best team in the league. I think it will be their biggest challenge to date, uh, just just based on paper. I mean, the Vipers were a big challenge, and so were uh, so was St. Louis. But, uh, yeah, I, I got the Roughnecks in this one. I'm going with Brandon. I have the Renegades as well. I just for a roughneck. I like their. Oh, you get the the handkerchief around that roughneck. Ow! I have a roughneck. I don't know. Like, you you, you got me. You caught me. The I animals are easy. <laughs> um, but Renegades, huh? Yeah, I like the Renegades. I like their skill position players here. I know that uh, we were talking. There's no answer for Cam Phillips yet, league wide. But outside of that, I like Cameron Artis Payne. I like Landry Jones. And I like the underdog here, the home team. The running game definitely benefits the Renegades. If they can keep P.J. Walker and Cam Phillips off the field, that'll be the difference, I think. And now to get mine out of the way, you heard it already for the final game. I got defenders winning in Tampa. And let's go to Brandon next because <laughs> save, save, save a little suspense here. I'm going to take the Vipers. I'm going to take the Vipers. To take their to take their first get their first win of the season. No, the, I, I agree with Brandon. I'm taking the Vipers as well. Upset City, Tampa Bay, USA, baby. Because they're never favored. I'm doing the, and you better believe two things will happen. I will chug a Bud Light seltzer, and then afterwards, if I still can, I'm gonna go. I need you like to dodgeball. I need you to do that on the Facebook feed on the Loud Sports Facebook feed. In your Viper shirt. <laughs> Take the seltzer and then just... If you've seen uh, Dodgeball, Purple Cobras, same thing. Jump into it. You know people were doing that in the stands? Yeah. Like they had signs of White Goodman doing the, with the thing. And I've noticed players on the defense, if they get a sack... They'll take one arm, put it down, and then put another arm on top of it and make a snake with their hands. L- look it up. It happens. They sack a quarterback. They'll do this. They'll jump up and do this. I love it. Vipers. I'm, I might have my you hate to see it next week. Oh, yeah. Vipers celebration. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a member of the hashtag Fang Gang. Oh, you hate to see it. What cool name does <laughs> the dragons have? Breathing fire. What do you have? Dragoons. What we got? Uh, 12th man. Get it. Who do you think you are? You guys think you're like Khaleesi or something? Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> all, of my, all of my Seattle Dragon-related tweets have <laughs> basically yeah, I mean, Game been Game of Thrones, Thrones gifs. See, that's the problem with uh, Battle Hawks. They don't have... Cause Just an aggressive-looking hawk. They have a name hawk. like Battle Hawks, and you'd think it would be a hawk, but it's like a more of a military-style thing with the sword and the wings. By the way, shout out to the to St. Louis and Tampa. They got their first home games, and their fans showed up with all sorts of outfits. One guy had a Medusa hat with snakes on it. One guy actually dressed up like a snake. A couple guys dressed up like snakes. I don't think that guy knows a lot about football. <laughs> the Medusa thing? The Medusa guy. <laughs> I don't think football is his strong point. Some guys did Always Sunny with the eagle. The eagle the, when they were trying to be pro wrestlers, they did that. And he even drew, f- he was a fat guy, and he drew fake abs on his, on his stomach and then the Battle Hawks sword up his chest like he's Brock Lesnar. I saw the guy with full working wings. Yeah, and he would just, he would casually just sit there and pull a string and tug his wings a little <laughs> and bit. And his wings are flying while he's drinking a beer. Because <laughs> I, I guarantee you the thought mentality is, 
These cameras got to see me at least once. I got to keep pulling this thing all game. <laughs> well, it worked. It worked. St. <laughs> Louis. No, but Saint, those games, like, I legit, when the Vipers play the Battlehawks in April, I legit want to go because it looks like it'd be fun. Regardless of the outcome, I think it'd be fun. It's, you know, it's and looking like my, it would be. Take my mic with me and I'd interview people because it's my duty as the XFL expert. <laughs> well, the, ex- the XFL expert, Jake Williams, along with Brandon Plecker, and I will bring you all of the XFL news next week, along with your favorite segments, anything else in the world of sports, and probably a lot outside of that, too. But this is the Loud Sports Podcast. Find us on Loud Sports Pod on Twitter, Loud Sports Podcast on Facebook, and our Instagram, Jake. It's Loud Sports Pod. Although Loud. I don't, I haven't updated it in a while. Loud Sports Pod on Instagram. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.